60 people and they all come out with their own skincare brand and making them entrepreneurs. Would it be that some essential oils are not good for certain skins? So if you make a lotion, it might not be any of your carrier oils. Like I said, essential oils contains about 16 sensitizers which people can be allergic to. So before the COVID, I could run a class like if we have a two-day class, it could be like 20. But if we're having a serious intensive ones like these ones, which sometimes can be three months, we could run 14. But since the COVID-19, as you can see, we can do just maximum of four so that we can have enough space. And so this class size has actually decreased. Despite the setback, Betty says social media has been very helpful in marketing her products. Meantime, she is adjusting to the changes COVID-19 has brought, but even that will not kill her dream. I want to own a cosmetic science institute where you run just like the universities do academic year and tra train much people, impart uh, knowledge in the cosmetic industry to them. And in terms of my skincare, I know many people want to go far, far, far to the European countries, but I say Africa is big. I want to enter into the African market, anywhere Africa. Interesting story there. That was a joint business van, which is sponsored by Ecobank Express Point, which provides you a unique type of agency banking that allows you to access basic banking services at selected shops across the country and enjoy Ecobank services after banking hours, including weekends and holidays. Locate an Ecobank Express Point nearest to you at selected shell shops, pharmacies, grocery shops, ECG vendor points, and mobile money merchant shops and enjoy the following services. In this particular regard you could also enjoy various services under this system to help improve your own livelihood as a businessman or businesswoman of course the echo bank express point provides you a unique type of agency banking to access all these services my name is charles iot coming up next is the masterclass to stay
very good afternoon to you, our cherished listeners. We're always super, super excited to bring you Masterclass here on your Superstation Joy 99.7. Masterclass is powered by Joy Business and brought to us by Goyle. Goyle, they say, good energy, Goyle, Yenara, Yedia. My name is Yabanafo, and I will be your host for the show today. And so it's the 3rd of June 2020, officially the sixth month of this year. By and by, the year keeps prodding along. We have been spending time in the studio discussing COVID-19 and how it affects all of our businesses. We spent time last year and the last week, sorry, and the week before talking about human resource and how it affects our businesses and what we're supposed to do in this era of COVID-19. Today we continue our conversation and we're starting on a completely new area of our discussion. We're going into the area of customer service, customer service. And essentially the conversation will be looking at how do you recover from COVID-19 using customer service. How are you going to treat your customers? How have you treated them so far? And I know that through no fault of yours, you've had to handle your customers in a certain way. That's how the world has gone. But how are we going to then handle it as we go forward? It promises to be an exciting conversation. We're going to be spending the next four weeks here in the studio treating the important topic of customer service. Let me also remind our listeners that when we did the review at the beginning of the year asking what topics you would want us to bring back this year, customer service was one of those ones that was big on the agenda. And so in honoring that promise to you, we are back again with a conversation on customer service, customer service. We have a wonderful person here in the studio. All my resource persons are wonderful. And uh, this one is the president and head consultant of the ICSP, which is the Institute of Customer Service Professionals. She's also the board chair of the West African Association of Customer Service Professionals and has a customer service professional qualification from the London Institute of Banking and Finance. She's a former banker, has worked under authorization of the FCA, formerly the FSA in the United Kingdom. Her credentials go on and on and on and on. Um, she's a Udemy instructor. I will ask her what that means shortly and creates online customer service courses for all students all over the world. She's trained and coached many, many, many people and is doing great work here in Ghana and also in Africa. And so, ladies and gentlemen, listeners, help me welcome here to the show today, Yvonne Ohui MacArthur. Yvonne, you're welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Yao. I'm excited. I mean, I got my artwork yesterday preparing for this show and mm-hmm. I woke up at 3 a.m. and I said, I'm going to post this. That's how excited I am. <laughs> so I, I, I put it straight up on my Facebook. Um, I'm excited about customer service because, you see, it's one of those things that affects all of us. I mean, I've always said to everyone I've spoken to and even here on this show that the customer is not the person behind the glass wall. Mm-hmm. We're all customers at some point. When, when, when you walk into your shop in the morning and somebody walks to you and wants to buy what you sell, they are the customer to you. When at lunchtime you walk across the street to go and, and buy a bowl of kinky, buy a plate of rice, it's lunchtime now. You become the customer to the other person. So I'm not going to take the wind out of your sail, but just for those who are listening to us, we're going to be doing this for the next four weeks. For today, we're looking and we're going to focus on how to come out or recover from COVID-19 using customer service. There's, you know, a few thoughts that I sort of looked up coming into this conversation just to sort of put the conversation into gear, if you like. And so there's an entrepreneur businessman by name, Jeff Bezos. And this is what he's here to say about customer service. Jeff says, listen, the best customer service is if the customer does not need to call you, does not need to talk to you, it just works. 
So if the customer walks into your shop or your your whatever wherever you're selling your service, if they don't necessarily need to call you, they don't need to talk to you, but everything is straight to the point and it just works. According to Jeff Bezos, that is what is the best customer service. Marilyn Monroe, who's also an actress, singer, um, model back in the 50s, had this to say about customer service. And I found that particularly interesting because most times we say that the customer is difficult, the customer is difficult, we don't want to deal with customer. And then I remember when we were doing this back, I think a year or two ago, where we said that how do you deal with difficult customers and the customer is king. And there was a big argument, opinion was divided, and the customer mm-hmm. is not king. Sometimes you must <laughs> let the customer know. Okay, so we, I'm sure that it's going to come back again. But this is what Marilyn Monroe had to say. She says... I am selfish, I'm impatient, I'm a little insecure, I make mistakes, I'm out of control, and at times, I'm hard to handle. But if you cannot handle me at my worst, then you are sure, okay, I'm not going to mention that word, (laughs) sure as possible, do not deserve to handle me at my best. This is Marilyn Monroe. If you can't handle me at my worst, then you don't deserve to handle me at my best. There's something else, you know, um, Mother Teresa shared, but I'm sure I'll share that sometime in a conversation. But it brings us back to this conversation. Africa, let's, let's start from the world. There's Africa, there's Ghana, there's Accra, there's all the regions. There's COVID-19, of course. <laughs> and we're talking about customer service. Today, we want to be able to streamline the conversation that our listeners can follow. So let's start from how do you recover? from COVID-19 mm-hmm. using customer service. And I, I'm sure you're going to introduce a few definitions and principles as we go along. Absolutely. So you talk to us. At some point, we'll open the phone lines. Our listeners can be a part of it. Mm-hmm. If you've just tuned in, this is Masterclass here on your Superstation. Join 99.7 Time Check in the studio. 21 minutes past the hour of one. And we're spending time here in the studio with Yvonne Uhui McCarthy, customer service expert and consultant, sharing some thoughts with us. Yvonne, take us away. Thank you so much, Yao. Thank you. Good afternoon, listeners. Um, I think... I will just speak briefly on the two quotes that you shared with us. And it makes a lot of sense for Marilyn Monroe to say, if you can't handle me when I'm at my worst, you surely don't deserve me at my best. And that's the mentality or the mindset that we need to have, that we take our customers no matter how we see them, no matter what they serve us. So we're looking at getting service back on its feet after a crisis. Now, everyone has been affected by this pandemic one way or the other. Most people still find it very difficult dealing with the customer service side of things because obviously they didn't anticipate that this would happen. Some businesses have experienced closures and some are also, you know, closing, slowing down on their activities. It is very easy because of what is going on now to forget about what matters to your customers and what they need from you and your products and your services. But what I need us to do now, I want us to start thinking about these four questions critically in the next four weeks. So the first question is, how can you get your customers and prospective customers to still have you in their minds and in their books as the go-to brand for a particular product or service? The second question I want us to ponder on is how is your business transforming to still take care of your brand promise in these difficult times? Third question, how are you preparing to proactively or reactively service your customers? And what would be your brand positioning after the crisis? Because it would be over. We're not going to have this crisis 
on forever. So what would be your brand positioning? So even though we may not be open physically, which I understand a lot of businesses are doing or are not doing, we need to remember that our brand perceptions, the values and our customers' experiences still hold. In fact, I call this the testing time. And the adequately prepared brands or organizations will stand tall. In order to deal with the crisis effectively and to stand tall in customer service when it's all over, we would have to do the following things. So I would expect a lot of people in management positions or customer service leadership to think about these things critically. You need to focus on your internal customers. These are your employees. If your insides are not healthy, your outsides will not be healthy. So assure the safety of your employees. If you want to help to reduce their worries and the threats to their health, make sure that you're doing some basic stuff, like making sure that you're checking up on them, their mental state, their physical and their emotional state. Because if these people don't feel okay in these areas, they're also going to go out there and serve your customers the same thing you're serving them internally. So find out how your your employees are doing. Make sure that you're assuring them along the line and you're really taking care of them. Focus on them because they will go out there and serve the customers that you hope to bring in. So let's just look at um, the Ghanaian employee, for example. And I'm sorry if it sounds like I'm poking at them, but we have a a couple of things that actually bothers us when it comes to customer service. There is the mindset gap. And there's also a skill set gap. So I find that there's this, there are this, these two deficits when it comes to customer service. Now, if you're taking care of your internal customers, it means that you're actually going to look at them and ask yourselves what skills they need currently. If you're working from home, it means that people who ordinarily would have been standing in front of the customer are now sitting behind a PC. Are they adequately trained? Are they adequately resourced? Now, if they're not, then you know exactly that kind of output your customer will be getting or the type of experiences that their work will be creating for your customer. Now, the next thing is to be transparent. You have to be transparent. A lot of businesses are just sitting on the fence and, oh, I'm sure they know what is going on, so we don't have to say anything to them. Even though we know or even though you know as a customer that there's something going on, you still expect the business to get in touch with you, to explain certain things to you. So be transparent with both your internal and external customers. The aim is not to explain, you know, all the nitty-gritty is to put them in panic about your current situation, but an honest review of the things that might change in terms of your service limitations and things that might affect them should be communicated to them timely. For example, if you have decided not to physically run your shop or your office or your restaurant, do let your customers know and inform them of the other service options available. Don't assume that they would already know what you have decided to do because they don't. Give them information on the steps and strategies that management is taking to manage the crisis. So instead of allowing hearsay and rumors to just you know, destroy the trust that your customers have in your brand, rather close that rumor vacuum by providing facts, giving assurances, and providing solutions if possible. The next thing that I would encourage us to do is to engage. Engage, engage, and re-engage. Even if you've been engaging your customers in the past, do it even more. Engage your customers now more than before. Remember that 
customer service now goes beyond a beautiful smile and a beautiful lady who speaks well. Good experiences now rest on good relationships. And in this case, the relationship between the business and its customers. So one of the most effective ways that you can build that relationship is to engage. You need to consider other effective channels of engaging your customers, especially if your business is one that offers solutions through face-to-face interactions. A lot of people are stuck now because they don't open their shops. But how about calling your customers? How about using WhatsApp? How about using SMS? How about, you know, revamping your website so that it's up to speed for people to use? You need to look at these other ways in which you can engage your customer. One other thing we need to be careful of when we're using other channels is to make sure that these channels are up and doing. So let's take a website, for example. If I'm unable to come to your shop physically, okay, and I go onto your website now, and I'm unable to maybe navigate the pages, it's content heavy, the information is inadequate, um, the brand doesn't look right, so the brand is not consistent with what I see physically. It's just as equal as me walking into your shop and seeing that there's something dirty on the floor or seeing that someone isn't smiling or your employees are not appropriately dressed. So even though there are other channels for us to use, we need to make sure that we're engaging and using those channels properly because our customers will still assess us based on those channels. Now, the third thing is to set expectations on average waiting times. It's important for us to be able to set expectations for our customers. So it's definitely taking much longer for businesses to respond to their customers for different reasons. It could be because of increased customer service volumes and potentially fewer staff. So as a business, you'd have to review your waiting times and inform customers of how long they have to wait for a response from you. We're not in normal times. And so they need to understand what has changed. The expected time for email response, telephone response, your delivery times, your complaint handling resolutions would have to be made known to the customer. This would keep your customers from becoming even more frustrated than they are once you're able to set those expectations and communicate it to them properly. This next point is a very important point to me, especially because of where we find ourselves. And it's to be empathetic. Be empathetic as a business. And when I say be empathetic, I'm talking about the spirit of the business itself and then the employees. So now more than ever, you have to be very empathetic towards your customers when dealing with them. It's true, and I agree that the crisis is affecting everyone. But you'll score more points if you learn to show empathy. We are still all going through this crisis at the same time. However, you are the service provider. You are the one who's registered a business. You have opened your doors to us. And your focus should be on getting your customers to continue doing business with you despite the crisis and after the crisis. So your employees must be proactive. They need to be listening this is very important. They need to be listening. One, one big aspect or uh, important aspect of empathizing with somebody is to listen to them properly. So they need to be listening. They need to be thinking and connecting to make sure that each interaction makes customers feel supported. They need to demonstrate empathy because once they're able to do that, empathy has the power to deliver short-term benefits. And your customer will be satisfied in the moment. And the long-term benefit of creating a positive emotional connection that translates to your brand's loyalty. There is no better form of marketing than creating a lasting impression of the brand based on a memorable positive interaction with a customer that you have served. 
the next point is to review your values and your customer service goals. Fortunately, next week we'll look at the customer service philosophy and so we'll delve into what your customer service goals are and the things you look at. But this is a good time to review your customer service values. Make sure that your values are held up high regardless of the situation. There are lots of businesses who are, for want of a better word, slacking because, you know, there's a crisis and we can't do anything about it. But we as customers really sometimes don't care because we still have your website. We can go on there. We can see your values. We can see that you're claiming that some of your key core values are professionalism, integrity, customer-centric. And so we still hold you up to those values that you've put up there. If you have said, for example, that one of your values is um, professionalism, we expect to see that professionalism anytime we deal with you, whether it's on the telephone, whether it's through the website, whether it's through a third-party delivery guy. We still associate that to your brand. So go and check what your values are, what your customer service goals are. Review them. Some of them would have to change because, like I said, we are in a completely different era. And so you need to review them and ask yourself, what needs to be changed? How do I change it? And then once you've done that, it's easy for you to not get overwhelmed by the current situation. You also need to review your approach. So your approach to doing business, how do you want to position yourself? How do you plan on doing business going forward? What processes would you change or tweak? And when we talk about change here, we're not talking about massive changes. Sometimes it's just, you know, one or two things that you have to tweak. What do you need to tweak? What changes will take effect and when? Some businesses would have to cut off certain services. I mean, at least for now or completely stop providing those services due to the pandemic. Now, in order to get your customer service back to an appreciable level, you would have to review your approach. In reviewing your approach... You need to do one thing that businesses find very difficult to do, showing commitment and consistency. There is no point. I keep telling my clients, if you're going to tell people, oh, we're changing this and we're doing this, and you're not going to commit to that particular change or be consistent, then don't. Because once you've said to people, we're going to do ABC, they're actually looking at you and trying to score or see if you do those things that you claim you do. So if you're communicating different ways of doing things, make sure you show commitment, follow through on your promises as a brand, and be consistent. When you communicate change, make sure you're showing your customers that you are ready for change. It wouldn't help your brand if you decide on one thing today and do another tomorrow, especially if you've already communicated to your customers. And the last thing that we really need to focus on that we can do to make sure that we're bringing service, you know, to an appreciable level, is to do some social listening. Do some social listening. So by social listening, I mean go on social media, get into the digital space, which is something that a lot of businesses don't do. They've run away from that side of things for a long time because they're comfortable doing things face-to-face. Do some social listening. What is your reputation in the social space? Because it's much more dangerous in those areas than it is face-to-face. When you're dealing with someone face-to-face, at least I can see you. If you're not smiling, if your body language is, you know, low, if your mood is down, I can tell. And I can immediately react to your body language. But in the, in the digital world, hey, there are thousands of people you do not see. All they do is read a post and then they make up their mind about you. So go in there, understand who you are in the digital space. Now, even if people are not coming to you directly, which mostly people wouldn't do, 
you can still go on there. If you have somebody who is in the same sector as you and you see a customer ranting and saying, as for these people, I'm just using, for example, a telcos. And someone says they, they have, um, they, they're actually a customer of one particular telcos and then they, they have a problem with them. But then go in and say, as for these people, so they didn't mention anyone's name. They're talking about those of you in that sector. It's not directly or directed at your company. It's not personal. It's not personal, but you can take it upon yourself to review what it is they're complaining about. And probabilities are sometimes you're making the same mistakes. If you're not, learn from it. How do you then strategize to even do things better? So do some social listening. Get into the digital space. Find out what they're saying about you. And then at least try and prepare yourself for when this blows over. You need to be able to stand tall when the crisis is over. It's not a good escape or an excuse for people to just slack on the customer service that they offer. Wow. If you just tuned in, this is Masterclass. We're sharing some thoughts with Yvonne Uhui McCarthy here in the studio on Masterclass. We'll be opening the phone lines a bit early today just so that you can also be a part of this conversation and then we'll get interactive. There's a question I want to ask, you know, yes. before I open the phone lines. You've said quite a bit, introducing the conversation on customer service and vis-a-vis how to come out of, of this COVID crisis using customer service. And you've mentioned a few things which we'll just go over in a bit. But there's one question that keeps coming to mind, you know, and we're going to talk about the customer being king later on. But <laughs> how is a business person or an entrepreneur supposed to deal with stereotypes? When I say stereotypes, it ranges from the way people think about a certain aspect of business. So you just use telcos as an example. Yeah. Let's say people in Ghana today, a lot of businesses um, look at what someone else is doing. And then they also try and do something Copy. and do it differently. And of course, that becomes a tall challenge. Because how, do you, how are you different? You can be different to an extent. Mm-hmm. But if you want to be different, be original. Okay, having said that, <laughs> how do we deal with stereotypes? The, the truth of the matter is that... So, for example, let's say that we all know that there are security companies, mm-hmm. private security companies. Mm-hmm. Some of them are doing very well. But the complaints you have across board when you're, you're asking what doesn't work with security companies is the same thing. Absolutely. Because you're recruiting from the same pool. Granted that there's training that's given them. Let's talk about the, the health and safety, the cleaning aspects of, you know, of, of, of our work. It's the same concerns you have. Let's talk about, let's say, mobile money. It's the same concerns you have. Whatever you talk about, there are a certain, there's a certain trend of concerns that run through. And these concerns, over time, create what you call a stereotype. Absolutely. And that's why somebody will say, I almost spoke my neck. As for these guys, they will always steal your credit. Yes. I'm not talking about anybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How is a business person supposed to be? to deal with these stereotypes. Okay. So I think one thing you need to, uh, businesses need to understand, you're dealing with different people, different experiences, different cultures, different perceptions. And so whether you like it or not, even people who have not encountered you before or engaged you before will still stereotype you just because you find yourself in a certain area. But that's where your hard work should pay. You need to understand what the stereotypes are. What makes people think the way they do? And I, I, I think for me, as I'm sitting here now as a consultant, there, there were lots of things I had to do in the last few years to even understand Ghanaians. Because at a point I was like, customer service is so important. Why don't you want to train your people? How can you set up a business without it? And then I asked myself, how does the Ghanaian even look at the word service? How do we understand service or serve? It, While you're on that question, if you're going to answer it, then also answer it and tell me the difference between service, yeah. customer service, 
and hospitality. Okay. The way we understand it here in Ghana. The way we understand it. Okay. So, stereotyping people is going to be a part of a business engagement. People would stereotype your business based on what you do. It's now up to you to understand your customers. Why do they think this of us? Is it because others are doing it? How do we now position ourselves to prove to them that we're not a part of that pool? And you would have to prove. Once you've been able to prove yourself and you've created that value for your brand, people will then say, oh, you know what? I'm sorry, now I'm speaking vernacular too. <laughs> they are all like that, but this particular business isn't. Mm. So you can't take that out of you know, the, your usual interactions with human beings. It would happen. Let me just buttress that point you just made. Maya Angelo, bless her soul, she did make a very famous statement. And she says that people may forget what you gave them. People will even forget what you said to them. But they'll never forget how you made them feel. And so it comes back to serving people. If, you, if you've done it well, you've proved yourself to people, it will make an impression. Yeah. It does count. Absolutely. I, I, I'm just saying uh, that absolutely. to, yes. to better the point yes. you make. Yeah. So it can be done. Just You should even take the stereotyping part as a challenge. Mm. We a want welcome to change, challenge. Exactly. We want to change your mindset, and we will. And it would all be based on your actions. So you asked me yeah. about service. Yeah. Hold that thought for me for a second. I want to be able to open the phone lines shortly. But I've got some great, great, great news. If you have any motor vehicle of any kind, here's some wonderful news for you. Gauss New Super Synthetic 5W20 and 5W30 Leaps are the best engine oils for your vehicle. They are specially engineered engine oils which efficiently work on all your modern petrol and diesel engines. They clean, they protect, they reduce fuel consumption, they prolong oil chain intervals, and they also enhance your engine performance right from when you start up to when you switch off. So go to any gold filling station today and grab the new Gold Super Synthetic 5W20 and 5W30 engine oils for superior vehicle performance. Goyle, they say good energy. Goyle, Yenara, yeah. We're going straight to the phone lines. Um, numbers to call 0302216541. That's 0302216541. You can also send us a comment on 0244340437. That's 0244340437. If you're driving, please do not text while you drive. Make sure you park safely and then send us your comment. But we want to hear your thoughts. How have you handled your customer service in these COVID times? Customer service is one of those things that many businesses consider as support, not as part of the main business, depending on which industry you're in. And usually, usually, when you've gone to the bank and you've borrowed money and the, the, <laughs> the bankers are on you and you're, you're paying taxes and, and the registrar general is sending you reminders, GRA is sending you reminders, the last thing you want to do is to smile. I've got the glass. If you want to come and buy it, if you want to buy it, stop. Somebody else will buy it. We're discussing customer service here in the studio. Pick up that phone. Give us a call. What has your experience been? How are you handling it currently? How do you think you can handle it better? Pick up that phone. Give us a call. I've got something on social media from Osemen. Osemen says, I'm listening to you from Fumesia in Kumasi. Osemen, thank you for listening. Um, pick up that phone. Give us a call. Numbers again to call 302 That's 0302216541. You're going to answer the question. Yes. The difference between hospitality service and um, customer service. Customer service. Yes. Yeah. I'll just like to say that customer service is the business. Customer service is, the, is business. the business. That's what right. it is. So customer service is I the business. I think you should repeat it slowly for most business. <laughs> just to, to hear it. Okay. Customer service is the business. Hmm. All right. I don't want to say how so, but <laughs> I've got Esther on the line. Let's talk to Esther and then we'll continue. Good afternoon, Esther. You're welcome to Masterclass. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. Um, yes, my name is Esther. I'm a customer experience consultant. Wonderful, Esther. I'm loving the discussion so far. Great. 
what I'd love to say about it is, you know, customer experience is actually a perception. Mm. It's a perception of the customer. And so it's, you know how difficult it is to change the perception of a customer. True. Not only across touch points, but you have to go into their head. Yeah. And so as, as a customer experience professional, my advice is you always have to listen to the voice of the customer. Right. right. If an institution does not have any strategy for voice of customer, then what they are doing would not satisfy their customers. They mm. wouldn't do what the customers want. Mm. So first, you need to know what the customers want, what the customers need, and how they perceive you, like she said. Mm. If you know how they perceive you, then you can change that perception. Right. And once you're able to change the perception of a customer, then they are actually going to sell your brand word of mouth for you. And so sales also come to it. Mm. I, w- I would like to ask her a question. There's Please a challenge, ahead. not only for Ghanaians, but across the world, general challenge of customer experience. Most uh, directors or most business owners see it as a cost center. Mm. <laughs> now, yes, because the perception is all you do is spend our money to make customers happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they see it as a cost center. How, and I'm throwing it as a customer experience right. professional, how would she go about, or how, what would she advise customer experience professionals to go about showing management mm-hmm. the return on investment of customer experience? Because in my, in, my, in my opinion, if you don't correlate the, 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 the link between customer experience and the bottom line or the revenue of the business, they never take it serious. Mm. So what mm. advice would she give to go about sharing to your business or your management mm-hmm. the correlation between customer experience and the bottom line or the return on investment of customer experience? Thank you very Thank much. Thank you so, so much. Um, I've got another caller on the line, so let's hold that question. How do you um, sell that idea to, yeah. to management that customer service has uh, um, very good uh, returns on investment. Good afternoon, Kweku. Uh, you're welcome to Masterclass. Uh, yeah, good afternoon. I'm sorry for keeping you. Talk to me, Kweku. That's fine. Um, often, you know, when we say customer service, management in turn forget about the internal customer. Mm, mm, we're always then, looking out. Yes, we're all looking out. Oh, who is coming to buy? But who is going to deliver the service and make who is coming <laughs> to buy happy? You know, I see. I see where you're going with this. It's true, but because the internal customer, when he's happy, he doesn't have to struggle to make yeah, the internal customer yeah, happy, yeah, yeah. and that will bring the return and investment. Super, you know? super. So it's an attention that in designing all these systems to satisfy the customer, the priority should be the internal customer first, which are the workers, the people delivering the service with smile, mm. with pure joy. It comes naturally to yes. the internal customer will be happy. Yeah. And if I'm to digress a bit, in customer service, queuing is very important. And in Ghana, our government institution don't care and don't really pay attention to queuing system. Mm. So they design a system to satisfy we the customers, patronizing maybe, say, the password office. They don't care about the queuing system and how it's designed to effectively deliver a good service and satisfaction to the customer going there. Mm. We always think about the profit organization, but in government institutions too, the customers, which are the city engineering, 
going to seek for services, they should check the queuing system. It's mm. so bad in this country. Mm. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kreku. Thank yeah. you so much for calling. So, um, he, I mean, he does talk about customer service in some of our public um, institutions. Um, so, I think we'll start with the first question, yes. right? And then we'll come okay. to Kreku, yes. So, it was, it was uh, Esther? Esther, I think, yes. yes. Esther, thank you so much for calling. And I'm always happy when I hear people, uh, you know, who are in the same corner as me. But okay. I think you have a good point when you say that management usually see customer service training or anything to do with customer service as a cost. I would lay some of the blame on us as customer service professionals. Professionals, because people have been hired to train before. Most of these big multinational companies have hired some Ghanaians to train their people. What we usually do is we forget that you have to train people coming down to their level, if possible, changing the language so that they understand. The most important thing is the impact or how you're able to explain right. to them right. what you want to give them. It's not the English, it's not the PowerPoint presentation, it's not the flashy stuff. And that's So would it be safe to say that as a customer service, in trying to answer this question, because I've got, I've got um, Emma on the line, to say that whatever you do as a customer service person, make sure that it makes impact. Absolutely. And, it, and it's measurable. And it's measurable, and, and it makes sense to the people. Because if I go speaking mm. a lot of English... And I'm speaking to maybe delivery guys. Mm -hmm. I'm training them on customer service. And I bring out a presentation. Mm -hmm. Immediately I do that. They're like, oh, God, mommy, we... I've lost them. Yeah. But if I can come down to their level, speak some of their languages, yeah. throw in one or two jargons, mm -hmm. you know, then they relax. Then they can understand me. So sometimes we're also at fault. That's one. Mm -hmm. Number two... I always say that when you're doing your training, you have to start with the mindset. Mm. You need to change the people's mindset before you even start training. Right. You don't just offload things on them. So mm -hmm. we lack in those areas. Now, okay. when you go into corporate, the corporate world. If you can just hold that thought for me one second. I've got Emmanuel on the line. Let's hear what Emmanuel has to say, and then we'll continue to answer the question. Don't lose your train of thought, though. Good afternoon, Emmanuel. I'm sorry for keeping you. Welcome to Masterclass. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I, I have one, one very important question. Why is it that state institutions don't seem to take customer service seriously at all? Mm. For example, um, I, I don't, I don't remember the last time I called any state institution. They answered their phone. I think ECG is doing well with that. Um, they, are, they have this, uh, I don't know, a collaboration with Vodafone. Yeah. That one I call mm -hmm. them personally, so I have a personal experience. Okay, but, but then um, <laughs> I, I don't know if you can do a program on um, how to raise capital. Okay. Um, you know, fundraising because uh, okay, how to raise like capital? That, that is a right. big missing link in entrepreneurial space in Ghana. Right. Here, if you can right. do a program for that, right? Thank you so much. My producer has taken notes of it. Thank you so much, Emmanuel, for calling us. Thank you. Right. Okay, so let's continue that quickly. And then uh, I've got Ken from Lego. Ken, yours is an interesting <laughs> one. Okay, so Ken, she took the lead from me. It's because the lingua on Joy FM is English. But occasionally when you need to express yourself, you can do it. It's nothing It's nothing um, big. But the question Ken asks is, will you speak English or come to the level of a customer who's a local person? I'll come the to the level yes. any day. The any is day, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so let's continue with the question. Yes, so I was just saying that when you now go into the corporate space yes. and, uh, you know, CEOs are having board meetings, they are looking at the finances. Now, even in accounting, there's no space for anything customer service. There's no space of anything that tells you that because our customer service is bad, this is what it means in terms of value mm. for us, or this is what it means in terms of money. So it's difficult for you to kind of, you know, convince people when you can't show them. You must show you, your ROE. Exactly. So what <laughs> is this doing? I've got Joe on the line. Let's talk to Joe. Good afternoon, Joe. You're welcome to Masterclass. Hello, Joe. Greetings to Ivan. Uh, Ivan, uh, this is Joe Taki. Hello, Joe. 
Yes. Now, I want to contribute to the, the add to the contribution of the, the previous lady, Esther. Right. Go ahead. Go ahead, Joe. Yes. And then, yes. And it's to do with the issue about mm. Now, first of all, um, it is important to take for some service in the value chain of the organization itself. Mm-hmm. And then, secondly, uh, so far as she mentioned about impacting the bottom line and all that, um, that's important that you consider um, customer service uh, look at the business model of the organization. Okay? Mm-hmm. Very, very critical. And then also, the thing to Okay, because um, bottom line, if there is no understanding of what it all means to the organization, uh, as far as it relates to the strategy and all that, then it is difficult to to get the benefit yeah. of what uh, you want to achieve from from that. Thank you. The, the addition I wanted. To Thank you so Thank much, you. Joe. Thank you so much. So she's just buttressing the point that you're making. You know, in answering Esther's question, that it has to be relevant to the business. You've got to show impact. You've got to show return on investment. This training that you did, how has it contributed to bottom line? Has it improved the delivery of the frontline staff? I think there's a second question. Yes, and I was just going to say that we now have to sit down as customer service professionals to work out a formula that Mm -hmm. would allow you to input figures minus complaints plus certain things and then say that this is what it means. Once When we get there, we, they would come and uh, they'll run for you because mm-hmm. their books will show them because you didn't do A, B, C, D, mm-hmm. this is what you lost. But we currently don't have that. So we have to go with our own hard work and a lot of, you know, um, convincing, basically, mm-hmm. the right communication to get them or management who want to pay for customer service um, solutions. Okay. Right. I've still got a bit of time on the show. Uh, you can pick up that phone. Give us a call. 0302216541. What is your philosophy on customer service, particularly during these times of COVID and how are you handling your own customer service? What are your experiences? Share with us. Life is too short. We cannot all make the same mistakes. <laughs> so let's learn from each other. Zero three zero two two one six five four one. Otherwise, send us a comment on zero two four four three four zero four three seven. This is a comment from Abigail. Um, she says, "I'm an insurance. I'm with an insurance company, and I keep checking on my clients even when we are not doing business." She doesn't ask the question, but I suppose the question there is. Is that good? Is that an effort towards good customer service? It's a perfect effort. That's what you want to be doing. Mm-hmm. You want them to remember you, because if you go to bed, they might forget. Mm-hmm. They might forget. Yeah, you asked me about um, customer service, hospitality, and then service itself. Yes, yes. There's a question here as well. Um, it says this one is from Douglas from DC. Um, it says my question is: What is the difference or different? Difference or diff- okay, difference between customers, customer care service and hospitality management. What of customers who don't bring any input into the <laughs> company? Example, bring new projects or new product. Okay, so essentially, um, what is the difference between those two? And what I mean, are you supposed to st- still, uh, should I say, expend investment towards customers who don't bring any value to your company? Okay, um, so he says customer care service. So customer care and customer service are the same. Okay. Um, currently, we would rather use customer care because it's a bit more therapeutic. When you love somebody, what do you do? You care about them. And when you care about them, you want to build a relationship with them. You want to find out what they like, what yeah. they don't like. Service is very technical. It's like, come and service your car and then you go. So, even though they are the same things... It's like we, a sumuji kind of Exactly. We would rather use the word Ken, customer Ken from Lagos, good afternoon to you. <laughs> 
We would rather use the word customer care. Right. Now, if you look at customer service or customer care and hospitality management, yeah. hospitality in itself is a sector. So we're looking at, for example, hotels, some restaurants, you know, Airbnbs, that's what hospitality management is. Mm. Now, if you're thinking about the word hospitable, which is being warm or receptive towards your guests or your clients, that we lack. Now, let me link that to your question, which is service, Mm -hmm. customer service, and hospitality. Mm -hmm. So, hospitality is, like I said, it's a sector on its own. It's a work. So, when you talk about hospitality management, you're talking about the process by which people in that particular sector Mm -hmm. manage their business. Mm -hmm. But when you look at customer service and service, hospitality or being hospitable, that's not hospitality, Mm -hmm. being hospitable and then serve or service Mm -hmm. are subsets of customer service. Right. Customer service is not just um, your usual how we smile with people. No. It's now the strategies is now the processes. It's now how you deal with your customer. We're looking at your business's philosophy, the management of your customer service. So anything that has to do with the well-being and the relationship that you have with your customer falls under customer service. Being hospitable is just your receptiveness and just how welcoming you are. Mm -hmm. And service is you taking action to add value to the customer. So that's what you do. That's the action. Right. So customer service essentially can be practiced across industries. Everybody, anybody, age, it doesn't even matter where you are. If you're a one-month business selling scratch cards mm. on the street, you you still have to perform some kind of customer service activity. Mm. If you're in a multinational company sitting at the top, it doesn't matter where you are or who you are. Customer service is vital to everybody. Would you say, for example, that would be whether, whether overtly or covertly or whether deliberate or not. Mm-hmm. Would that be the reason why people would prefer a particular coconut seller when there are three of them in a row? Absolutely. So, I mean, when I walk into a certain street, there are about four of them down the line, but I like going you to this like, guy. Do you know why? Because he smiles at me. Good. <laughs> I mean, he just makes me feel good, you know. I think his coconut is, and it even makes me begin to think that his coconut is better. Is better. <laughs> it's not. You know, one of our callers mentioned something about perception. Yeah. I think it was Esther. Yeah. Perception can become reality for the one who perceives. Yes. So if I think you are not nice, you are not nice. Absolutely. As far as I'm concerned, it doesn't, it doesn't matter whether it's true or not. Talk to us about perception and customer service. Okay. So it's interesting you go back to Esther. Esther said something that, mm-hmm. you know, um, she said something about perception. But, you know, you have to feel first before you form the perception in your head. Mm-hmm. Now, I have come to realize over time that perception has become contagious. It's like the corona. Yeah. So I can have a perception about a particular brand. Mm-hmm. I walk away and all I have to do is call my family members and say, you know what? I went into that place and what they did. And embellish it small. That's all. I just push it with, you know, one or two things, pull strings here and there, and that's it. Yeah. I've just infected them. And anywhere they go, whether or not they've cared to even check or visited, you know, that particular brand, mm-hmm. doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. What they would do is go and mirror all the things that I have said about mm-hmm. that particular brand. So perception is such an important part of customer service that you cannot afford to be playing around for people to build the wrong perception about your brand. Mm. Make sure that what you want them to see you as is exactly what you're coming as. Exactly. What you see is what you get. Exactly. Okay, let me ask you this last one. Um, I think my time is up, so I won't be able to take any more phone calls. But we'll continue this conversation again anyway next week. There's a question here that says, do as I say and not as you feel. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we treat our employees differently from how we want them to treat our customers. Very briefly, maybe in about 30 seconds, share some thoughts with us on that. So, you know, like I said, if your insides are not well, your outsides will not be well. Mm -hmm. It's like having a problem with your kidney. 
eventually you will swell and people mm-hmm. would begin to ask what's going on with this person mm-hmm. once they check they can tell you the act the problem is actually coming from inside mm-hmm. but then it manifests itself on your outside mm-hmm. so if the people who run your organization are not happy if they are not well treated if mm-hmm. they are not well resourced when they go out there they show exactly how they're feeling i've walked into some organizations where you hear a customer complaining about something to do with maybe the service mm-hmm. and then you find the person offering the service jumping in with them eh, that's how it is over here we've told them several times and that's that's a dangerous thing that's because the, the insides are not well so obviously it's affecting the outside so treat your internal customers the way you want your external customers to feel i, I want us to spend some time on that when we come back next week but what's what's your takeout for today okay 10 so, seconds yes yeah, so we're currently going through things that are not ordinary Everyone is going through it. However, you need to empathize with your customers, show them support, engage with them, engage with them, do surveys if you can, make phone calls, find out how they're doing, what can you do to make things better because this will all blow over and people will now be looking at you. Remember that they would remember how you treated them during the COVID season. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. If you've This is Masterclass Superstation. We have to end the show here today, but we're back on your radio same time next week as we continue this conversation and delve a bit more into how customer service can help our businesses in this period of COVID. Up next is the news at 2. My name is Yabana. We'll see you same time next week. Seven.